Hello, this is Carrie Pike, creator of Carrie Bears, and you are listening to Something to Hold On to, episode number 57, Men, Grief, Brotherhood, and Connection. This is an interview with Dr. Heidi Horsley of Open to Hope, myself, and Dave Turner, who is a retired FDNY firefighter. Dave was instrumental in getting us all of the firefighter patches that we needed to do the 9-11 Bears back in 2001. Enjoy this episode. It is close to my heart. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Heidi Horsley, and we are going to be talking today about men and grief, brotherhood, and connection. And this is such an important topic because we are here in New York City at the studio, and we are, in a few weeks, going to have our 20th anniversary of September 11th. And we have people here and that are going to speak to us today about it and what it means to them and how they've been impacted by September 11th. We are talking today with Carrie Pike and Dave Turner. Carrie's here with me in the studio, so I'll introduce her first. Carrie lives in Salt Lake City, Utah. In the fall of 2001, she joined together with the Caring Connection to make a carry bear for each of the fallen firefighter, police officer, and Port Authority families, totaling 422 bears. She personally delivered the bears to the families of Engine 54 in December of 2001. She is the author of Heroes of 9-11, A Brotherhood and Connections That Never End After Loss. Welcome to the show, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me. And I see that you have the bear on your lap, yes, which I, I love. Do. I do. And there's a couple of bears right here. And Carrie actually made a bear for me. Uh, my brother died at 17, and he is right over here. The bear is right here, and it has a little New York Jets outfit on because it was my brother's sweater. So you've, you're doing amazing things, and Thanks. we'll talk about that today on the show. And joining virtually from South Carolina is Dave Turner. Dave is a retired firefighter. Dave joined the department in 1993. Dave lost 15 of his FDNY brothers in the 9-11 attacks. His firehouse, which is located in Midtown Manhattan, was the only one to have an entire shift killed on 9-11. Those 15 firefighters were among the first to respond to the World Trade Center attacks. So welcome to our show, Dave. Thank you for having me. So Dave, I think we're, I would like to start with you today because we are gonna talk about men and grief, brotherhood and connection. And can you take us back to 20 years ago and what you've been through? I mean, you were in the firehouse on 48th and I know that you weren't working that day, but every single person that was on that shift died. And these were your FDNY brothers. Yes, I, um, I got off the day before on Monday and uh... A lot of those guys that were working that Tuesday morning, they, they came in for their 24-hour shift on Monday, so I saw a lot of them when they would leave some of the other guys. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, it was, um, you know, it was, sometimes you get survivor's guilt just for that reason alone. Like, why wasn't I working that day? Mm-hmm. Dave, you were, you were outside the city. Like, you weren't really close by to come back when you got the call that something had happened, right? Yeah, well, what happened was uh, I was home. I lived about 45 minutes uh, north, and um, we saw on the news what was happening, and, and as soon as it happened, I kind of knew how bad it was, and I remember arguing with my wife about uh, that I had to go in. Mm -hmm. And then um, 
And then, you know, I basically said, I have to go, but I can't, I can't wait. So I ended up driving in. You couldn't, so, you couldn't get in all the way though, right? I knew it was going to be crazy getting out or getting in. And I, I had a friend that owned a police equipment store halfway on the, on the route to the city. And I actually stopped in there to ask him if I could borrow a police light for my car. And then I ended up meeting up with another fireman and, um, we put the police light on the car and we ended up getting into Manhattan and he worked at a firehouse on 125th street. And, uh, I drove, we, we, we went to his firehouse first because mine was down on 48th street and he, he let me take his car. I didn't even know this guy. Wow. And he said, take my car to your firehouse. And then I took it, you know, and but, yeah. wasn't so, it that you were, you were gone for like four days, right? From home. Like, and there was no cell service or anything. Yeah, it was, um, I don't yeah, four or five, I don't even remember. It was, uh, it, it seems like forever, but, uh, yeah, there was no, the, the self-service was down. It was hard to get in contact. You know, it was, uh, even with the pay phones, you couldn't even get out with the pay phones. So, but yeah, I was, I was down there for four or five days. I mean, Dave, I can't imagine going into the city, like Carrie was saying, going to 48th Street, and waiting for your unit to come back, waiting for your 15 firefighter brothers to return, and they never did. Yeah. You yeah, know? that was that was like probably the first thing that I remember, you know, vividly is walking in the firehouse, and I knew specifically I wanted to look at the blackboards on who was working because every shift you put the names of the guys that are working. And I wanted to know who, who was specifically working, you know? So I remember looking at the names and then saying, okay, yep, I saw him yesterday, saw him yesterday, but I knew they weren't coming back before I was coming down. Wow, you had a feeling. Well, yeah, I mean, we, I, mean I just knew that they weren't, you know, it, it, at that point when I'm, you know, I have no indication that there's anything, I knew there was how bad it was, but I said, you know, they could be okay but I knew they weren't going to be coming back before I got down to the, to the yeah. site. Oh, okay. Yeah. And weren't, weren't they in the lobby of the Marriott? Is that right? Uh, the engine, the engine company was in the Marriott and the latter company was in the, uh, the lobby of, uh, tower, the towers. And, mm -hmm. um, they were getting people out of the elevator and the engine company was in the Marriott, uh, checking the floors, making sure everybody got, was, had gotten out. Wow. So given that you've been through this horrific loss of not one, but 15 people, I mean, one is hard enough. How have you done this? How have you survived this? How have you, you stayed in the fight? You didn't retire after that, right? You stayed as a firefighter? Yeah, I stayed, I stayed in that firehouse until uh, 2007 and I got promoted to lieutenant and then they uh, sent me to the Bronx. But I ended up staying there, yeah, another six years. Was it helpful to be in that same firehouse for six years and be around other people that knew the guys that had died? It, it's, it, it I'm, I'm, yeah, it's very tough. I know it was, there's a lot, a few guys that transferred out. Um, I really, I know, I remember I really thought about it because I didn't know which way to go because I knew it was just going to be a shrine for years to come. You know, it was just, Every day was like Groundhog Day, mm -hmm. but um, but looking back, it was you know probably the best choice I made. And 
you know, it was one of those things where that was probably one of the reasons too, because, you know, anyone that was still there, they got it. They knew, you know, I still could lean on them. They could lean on me. We were, you know, we were basically uh, each other's brother. So what has helped you? What helps guys? Because guys grieve oftentimes different than women. Mm -hmm. I mean, for me, you know, it was, uh, you know, whether or not it's right, I, I always kept things in. So I always bottled up, you know, I, of course, I didn't just keep it to myself. I, I went and I did counseling for time, over time. Um, I have a lot of faith in God. He's helped me a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, talking to the people that you work with, that was, you know, comforting too, because, you know, we knew each other would get it. You know, no matter what we said, we'd understand it. It wouldn't be something out of left field. And then you always have the outside factors. You know, like uh, you might look at something or, you know, like even the bear, the carry bear, you'd see that, you know, give a smile on your face. Carrie, how did you and Dave meet? So in the fall, you know, when it happened, September 11th, about a few weeks after that, the Caring Connections at the University of Utah through the, the College of Nursing called me and said, we'd like to, you know, have a meeting and we'd like to make a bear for every firefighter. And I make bereavement bears for families all across the country who mm. have lost someone. And they, you know, they send in their articles of clothing and, and we turn it into a bear so they can have something to hold on to. Well, this one, you know, there was no way to get all their shirts and it was really a tender time and really fresh. And I kind of at first said, there's no way, we can't do it. We can't, we can't make over 400 bears for all these families by Christmas. That's what the goal was, wow. is by Christmas. Yeah. And then I decided, no, we can, we can do this. And it may, and we wanted it to make a difference. And it was something from the heart and something, you know, we could make. And so we contacted Dave Turner and I don't know how we got your number, Dave, but I'm sure glad we did. And he, <laughs> he said, yeah, no, I can get you patches. Cause we wanted an official patch, you yeah. know, on each of the bears. Mm -hmm and put individual names on the back, embroider every person's name and their ladder and their, their engine or their battalion so that made it personal for the families. It wasn't just a bear. Yeah. And so Dave gave us all that information and then he, you know, we just kept in touch and we were gonna mail everything except for that we just really wanted to meet some of the families. And, mm -hmm. and Dave explained that they didn't just live around the corner. <laughs> They lived far away and they had to come in. And he said, you know, there's a possibility of you coming in for the firehouse holiday party in December, December 15th, 2001. Wow, so just so, several months after yeah, September 11th. Yeah, just a few months after. Mm -hmm. And we, we had hundreds of people helping to sew, helping to stuff. I was very particular. I wanted them to look exactly like they were supposed to look like. So even my young sons were unstuffing bears that were mm -hmm. done wrong or something. And anyway, we, we were able to connect and Dave said, come on out. So three other wonderful ladies that were on the, the board of Canary, Caring Connections and myself were able to go out and, and Dave introduced us to these families and wow. let us hug them and give them bears and, and give them a little bit of hope. Yeah, that's, that's a powerful story. It was incredible, it changed me. I remember when you, you, you just brought it up when you mentioned about making the bears originally and then you were asking me 
you know, can I get shirts or any type of clothing? But I remember, I, I probably said not a chance because <laughs> I knew that was going to be an impossible task. I'm sure. Well, and how would you keep them all straight, you know, like who and to who and over, you know, with the Port Authority and the police officer bears, you know, we just had yeah. to make sure. And, you know, we you're so sweet. I, I love that you both collaborated together to make this happen it was huge. and to bring hope at a time that was really hopeless to bring something positive into people's lives. Something to hold on to. Something, something they to could hold have. on to. I remember Captain David Woolley's wife said, now I have someone to sleep with at night. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, that's so touching. It was so sweet. And we, you know, we would just hug these amazing women and their families and they'd just rally around us. And we were the ones crying and they were like hugging us. And it was, it was an incredible, I will never, ever forget it. It was, it was amazing, amazing. It, it sounds really, really incredible. And like you said, now they had something to hold on to. Yeah. So That's... Dave, what it has, we're here we are approaching the 20th anniversary. What has that been like for you? Um, it, it's been difficult, but I, I always look at myself like I lost friends and you know, like you know Denise and Donna and all the other ones, they lost family members, loved ones, husbands, fathers. So I kind of put myself in the back seat a little bit. Mm -hmm. But you know, it's it's tough. You know, the biggest thing is I just I can't believe it's 20 years. Um, you know, and it's weird because like you always say, you know, never forget. And you know, it, it did slack off, and now there's like a little surge now because a lot of news coverage and stuff for the 20th year. But um, it's um, it's bittersweet. Like, it's it's great that there's stuff like this going on, you, you, you know, keeping everybody, like, knowledgeable that haven't, wasn't around. Because I know people that, God, they, they were just starting the academy mm -hmm. in the police department when 9-11 happened, and they're retiring this year. Wow. So it's like that's, I mean, that's how you put that in perspective. Like somebody could have just started their career and ended it within this time frame. Mm -hmm. um, but it's 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 tough. Um, you know, I um, I get through it by going up there, seeing the guys again, reminiscing. You know, we have our service. We go to St. Patrick's Cathedral for a mass, and and then uh, we just. Hug each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's you powerful. You celebrate those those men and you honor them all the time. From everything I've seen, it's it's in, it's incredible. I I don't know. It's it's an amazing amazing time. Dave Dave sent me a picture. Or actually, I saw a picture that you posted, Dave, of the fire truck going in toward the towers. And I remember when you posted that, you said no one had ever seen it. It was something. Was, uh, yeah, you tell the story. Yeah, it was um, probably, and it's kind of good that it happened the way it happened because, you know, it was like, it was for the families. And then, so what happened was there's a picture of Engine 54 going down the West Side Highway, and you know the guys that are in the rig, and then in the foreground you could see the towers, both of them burning. Wow. And that was like the last ride. But what happened was 
that picture didn't come into existence until five years later. Mm-hmm. Um, five years after 9-11, I had the house watch, which is the, uh, the room where you take the fire pools when they come in. And a guy knocked on the door, and uh, I answered the door, and he handed me a paper bag and said, uh, I took this picture, and I've had it for five years, and I've never sold it. And I just want to give it to you. And he handed it to me. Wow. That gives me chills, Dave, I have to tell you. It really does. It's, it's their last ride, and they're riding toward danger to help people. Yeah. Right, and having no idea that they would never return. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But, uh, so, so what I want to see, yeah, okay, Carrie's got her book here. It's just a... So tell me more about what inspired you to write Heroes of 9-11. As we're talking about the story, you're picking up the book. So did it have yeah. something to do with what we're talking about right now? Yeah, because the cover... Thank you, Dave. I, I asked him if it would be all right if we had it illustrated for the cover of the book. And there you see the illustration of the picture that was taken of Engine 54 going toward the towers and a little bit of the bear in, in the book. But it's it really is just to honor all those firefighters that went in the heroes of 9-11. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they, they headed into the danger that was so eminent. They had no idea how many people they would help and how many people mm-hmm. that they would, like, let live because they were going into that danger. So and a lot of people survived that day because of the heroic efforts of these 15 men. Of huge amounts yeah. of people that mm-hmm. survived. Anyway, this book is just a tribute to them, and it talks a little bit about the bears. And just at the end, you know, just a little bit about the small little part that we were able to do to comfort them, their families, afterwards. But anyway, I was just grateful that Dave allowed me to use that picture for that cover because it just means so much. That was their last ride, their last time. And I thought it was incredible that this guy, who was just an ordinary citizen living in Manhattan, you know, he took that picture, had it developed. He probably could have sold that for... Absolutely. A lot of money to one of the news tabloids, you know, to put it on the front page of the paper. But he kept it for five years because there was pictures like that on the, in the paper, you know, mm-hmm. days and weeks after 9-11. But, but that was never shown at all to anyone until uh, 2006, I think it was. That's incredible. Yeah. That's an yeah. incredible story. It's a snapshot in time that you would never have thought would mean so much. Exactly. Exactly. And it, and it represented so much about that day. Yeah. And they so, were going toward it. So, Carrie, where can people get your book? It's It'll be available on my website for sure and probably on Amazon. And what is your website? CarrieBears.com. CarrieBears.com. Yeah. And if anybody out there wants a bear, can you hand me mine? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Please, like you're hearing with Dave and Carrie, these bears are amazing. And my brother died at 17, my brother and cousin, in a car accident. And she, this bear was my brother's New York Jets sweater that he wore. And Dave's got his bear. <laughs> so let's see your bear too, Dave. There you are. These bears mean a lot, right? Yeah, we put we put in honor in, yeah, of your fallen loving, brothers. In loving memory of your fallen brothers, Dave Turner. Wow. Engine fifty four, September eleventh, two thousand one. Twenty years old, still like brand new. That's <laughs> that's amazing, Dave. That's so Dave, for all the guys out there that are grieving right now. That have, that have lost, had a loss of a friend, of a coworker, of their chosen family. What would you tell these guys that don't know how they're going to make it? You got to tell them you're not alone, and you definitely can't handle alone. 
Uh, and it doesn't matter who you go to. You just go to one person, you go to a priest, you could pray by yourself, that still counts. Um, you know, you could reach out for help, but you gotta realize that every day the sun will shine. You know, and it's, it's a tough ride, but you can get through it, but you definitely have to reach out. There's plenty of avenues to go. Because I'm, not, I was never a uh, council type person, but I, you know, I did. Um, you know, it was it was good and it was bad, but there's, um, you know, it all depends. There's so many avenues. You got, like I said, you got the faith. You could have friends to reach out to, but you definitely need uh, a helping hand at some point. I like I like all the avenues that you're talking about. Faith, um, I think, is important. You like you said, faith friends and a therapist or a counselor if it's a good fit like you're saying there's good ones there's bad ones fit mm -hmm. is important if you if you're with someone you don't like you go to the next person any of those things like you're saying and it sounds like just being of service because you know Dave you've always been of service and what you did with Carrie collaborating was another way for you to kind of be of service and and a way for me to be a little bit a part of it and it it like I said before, it changed me to, to see and meet these families. I mean, I'm forever friends with all of you. And, and that, likes, that makes my life better. And hopefully, you know, just a little bit. I just, again, I just love that you still have your bear. The, the ladies still have their bears. And it, to me, it made a little bit of a difference. And that is huge for me. Yeah. And they'll, they'll have them forever. Yeah. So, Dave... Ooh. What would you want people to know about September 11th and your grief journey and the grief journey of a lot of people that have had people die on September 11th, 20 years later, is there anything you'd want people to know? To know that even today that they're still heroes because a lot of what happened on that day carved what this world is today whether it's good, bad, indifferent, um, but never forget. And that's that's the biggest thing, because you know they, that day and those weeks where people had the flags out lining the streets and the highways as we drove down, like that was, that was America, you know? And we can't forget what that was like. So once people start forgetting, that's where things change. The flags and all those things were part of, of America. And it sounds like you just felt like everybody came together to grieve together, to support each other together, to be kind together, and to heal together. Absolutely, without a doubt. It definitely, uh, it definitely created a, a bond in, in the worst of circumstances, but sometimes it takes, it takes that to, to bring out the best in people. But. Yeah. Um, but it's, 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 it shouldn't be a day that should be forgotten. Mm -hmm. There was too many heroes on that day, and they're not around anymore. Yeah. I just remember that you could not purchase the flag. Like, they were out of stock everywhere. Mm -hmm. When we walked into the firehouse, one of the families, the Tippings family, I believe, was all in flag sweaters. And it was a, it was a heroic moment to be an American and to, you know, pay tribute and, and honor these men who fought for our freedom as well inside the country and outside the country. And I just feel like we, we have forgotten a little bit. And I, 
I just, as a reminder, just want us to remember that we're all united together in this land. And, and that's what I think needs to be at the forefront. Mm -hmm. And as, as, did you learn anything about yourself over the last 20 years? Oh, wow. <laughs> I learned that. I guess I'd just say that um, connections to people mm -hmm. mean the most. Mm -hmm. And that when we grieve together, we do heal together. And we can help each other if we just open our hearts to do that. But I think sometimes we're afraid to do that. I was afraid to make bears, but it has changed my whole life. Every bear I've made has made a difference in my life. But these ones are absolutely incredibly special to me mm -hmm. and these people are amazing and incredible to me well and you've stayed connected to dave yeah. you've stayed connected to some of the people in the firehouse Every over year, the last yeah. 20 years which is pretty remarkable it's it's a part of my heart forever mm -hmm. and these people are amazing people and they've gone through so much in different levels of grief and just to be a part of their lives a little bit has changed my life forever. Mm -hmm. And what about you, Dave? Have, what have you learned about yourself over the last 20 years? Uh, that I'm not Superman. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> that uh, I can't do it all. And, um, you know, sometimes I have to take a bow and, and sometimes take a break and um, but it's, uh, you know, I don't like, I don't dwell on negative stuff, but I, you know, what I do see is I see a lot of good stuff. I, I see, uh, you know, when I stop by the firehouse, when I'm up there, I see new guys, um, and the guys that have been there, they always tell the new guys about what this firehouse was about, the connection, um, the bond, you know, who those guys were that you see on the wall, the 15 pictures, you know, they make sure that they know who they are and who they were. Dave, I love that the, the 15 guys, their pictures are not only inside, but they're outside. So that when we walk past as civilians on 48th Street, we can see them. And I, I did walk past this morning and paid tribute and remembrance. And you honor them in so many ways, and I love your tattoo. Your tattoo yeah. <laughs> is really powerful. With the, yeah, you've got you. the, was, the uh, initials of everyone that died we, on it. There was a few of us that got it, and um, yeah, I got that in the spring of 2002. Wow. But it's, it's an honor, it's an honor to have it. It's, uh, you know, that's one way for me to, like I'll never forget, but to me that's, I always got those guys on my side now, you know, it's like people comment on it, but it, at some point every day, it's always a reminder mm. of the sacrifice and, and what happened. Well, Dave, you are doing so much to keep their memories alive through the stories that you're telling, through the, the work that you're doing. And I appreciate your heart. It's sometimes hard, you know, you're a firefighter. It's hard to be like, you know, vulnerable and, and you know, you're, you're someone that, that runs into the fire and helps people. So receiving help I know isn't always the easiest and I appreciate you being on today and being so real and open about your own journey because losing your 15 brothers mm. was 
profoundly impactful and has changed you. And I know knowing them changed you for the good. Yes. We are poor for having lost them, but we are so much richer for ever having known them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So well thank said. you, Dave. And, and thank you for your service. And Carrie, thank you. Thank you. For being here. And thank you for all you did with these bears to, he to help heal the city and the country. Thank you. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley at opentohope.com. You can see more of these shows if you want there. Dave and Carrie have been on other shows with me. And if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own. And God bless. Thank you so much for listening. If you or someone you know is grieving and would find comfort in having something to hold on to that is tangible and part of their loved one's journey, please visit our website, carriebears.com. My book, Something to Hold On To, is also available on my website. These stories of different people in their grief have helped so many find hope. The book also includes a chapter on the making and delivering of the September 11th Carrie Bears to the FDNY, NYPD, and Port Authority families in New York City. Heroes of 9-11 is also available on my website as a children's book for the next generation to never forget. This is Carrie Pike, creator of Carrie Bears, wishing you love and laughter, hope and healing.